is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. Okay, welcome to Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World with Wayne Goldsmith. WGcoaching.com is the name of his website. Wayne Goldsmith is the man. He's our Wednesday regular. He's here with us. G'day, Wayne. G'day, Piney. How are you this morning? What a couple of exciting topics we've got to look at this morning. Absolutely right. Yeah, we've had a fascinating hour before uh, you've come on with us uh, regarding junior sport, prize giving, awards, how you coach your own kids. Uh, A lot of uh, sort of residual topics have have uh, floated up to the surface as well. So I'd like to get your view on a few of those, if that's okay. Starting with the the, the, the end-of-year prize-giving, the, the awards function. Well, that's not really a function. It's just everybody turning up for a bit of a bun fight a, uh, and a few awards handed out. There, there is still a validity around an end-of-season prize-giving for junior sport, isn't there? Well, it's a, I'd have to say it's one of those topics that no matter where I am in the world, if I'm talking to parents or we're talking to junior coaches – that it's one of the first questions that come up will be about recognition, prize giving. And this time of the year, particularly certainly here in Australia and in New Zealand as well, it's about the time where clubs are planning their end of year, their award giving, their prizes at the end of the football season before they gear up for summer. And I do believe actually the ceremonies or the, the getting kids together with their families and coaches and celebrating a season is a good idea but I think that there's a lot of it we've got very wrong and the focus being on the high performance awards or the elite awards I I'm seeing a trend away from that but mate as you and I know and I'm sure your calls and texts and things are reflected this morning but you get the you, you get it, it this is an absolute either end of the line perspective that you get some who say prizes for all and I'm I'm, I'm dead against that I'm dead against every kid in the the team getting trophies and getting prizes. I don't know that's the right message. I think they should be celebrating, having fun, and maybe hanging out and doing some enjoyable things together. I don't know giving every single kid in the trophies the right thing to do. And at the other end, I think giving, I don't know, eight-year-olds prizes like uh, the golden boot in football for the most number of goals, I think that's also done its time as well. That's got to go. All right, so where do we find the happy medium then? Well, there's a few things. I, I think certainly the awards like the Players Player, where you go to the players and, you know, you can start this around, I think, 10, 11 years of age and start to say, all right, who is the player in the team that you think is has, has done the most to help our team this year? Who's the player that everybody knows is the most dependable in defence? Or who's the player that you think tries the hardest all the time? So to get players thinking about things other than goals or tries or wickets and it, we've got to shift this way Piney, because and and there'll be some parents who I know are listening will just reject this out of hand but I hear parents even as with kids as young as eight 
doing the amateur Tony Robbins thing in their ear about, you've got to be out there, son, believe in yourself. You've got to lead the team because you're a winner. I mean, it's just rubbish. It is such rubbish. Who are the kids in junior rugby who score all the tries? The ones who put the ball under their arm and run and don't pass it. It's a team game. Who are the kids that are scoring all the goals at 8, 9, 10? The kids who are hogs and who don't pass the ball. And we're rewarding kids for the exact opposite behaviour that we want in team sports. I mean, what's, what's the core principle of soccer or football? Passing the ball to a player in a better position than you are. That's a core principle. What's the core principle of rugby? Passing the ball to a teammate in a better position than you are to progress the ball. So by rewarding tries and rewarding goals, you're saying we will reward you for not being part of the team, for taking the glory and doing, putting yourself in a position to be the scorer. And in some sports, that what ends up happening is then I see these 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids getting golden boot and leading try scorer and best goal uh, scorer in netball. Most of them are in a position which leads to goal scoring. No one else gets a crack. The other kids then, they're 11, 12, they go, well, I've never scored a goal, therefore maybe I can't play this game and they drop out. And the only people who like those elite awards in junior sport are the kids getting the awards and their parents. It doesn't send great messages to everybody else. All right, so how do you judge then your... your if, if it's not to be... And I, look, I, I agree, and your rationale is rock solid that the most goals, the most points, the most tries is not a, uh, a, a good way of choosing award winners. Um, what is the best way to do it? And folding into that question, who should be the ones selecting the award winners? Because we've had people say it should be the coach, it should be the parents, and as far as player of the day is concerned, it should be the opposition parents. Where, where do you fall on that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't really matter to me, Piney. I, I, where I get, and I, I do get angry, believe it or not, from time to time, uh, it was about 1 o'clock no. in the morning when... when no. When Ben Stokes was firing the other night, it was about one o'clock in the morning. I was getting a bit angry. But, Fair enough. But um, I, I, where I get angry is where prize giving of any kind, and I'm talking right up to national selection with elite athletes, isn't honest, open, and completely transparent. I don't think it matters. But if you say this year the awards will be given by the parents, You've then got to say, all right, that means, however, you cannot vote for your own child. Secondly, the criteria needs to be um, above 80% attendance at all training sessions or something, you know, you've got to make, if you're going to go down a path of any awards where you've got people who love their children, they may think they're acting in the best interest of the child, or the, but it's, it's very, very difficult for parents to be involved in anything to do with their own kids and be objective and independent. Now, I've got four kids. I've been a more junior sport than, I mean, even this weekend, I think I have four junior sport things to go to. I'm out there every week, and I'm talking to parents. I'm seeing parents across four sports, and they all mean well, but saying to them, we now want you to be independent, objective, honest, transparent, and fair, and their own kids are involved very, very difficult. So I don't really think it matters who judges the awards, but the criteria has to be open, honest, transparent, and previously announced that this is how we're going to do it. And they stick to that criteria. And in that has to be things like 
to me is has to be things like attendance, has to be things like contribution to the team. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. I said, oh, I think we should be giving awards to, instead of just to the goal scorers, who what, who gave the last pass to the goal scorer or the try scorer? Who's done the most tackle? Who's done, you know, who's contributing overall and understanding that concept of selflessness, of of contributing to my team's success, of effort and putting it, you know, those sort of things. Because, mate, we know that the kids who are scoring the tries, the goals, who are getting that 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 ultimate level of success, the scoring and the points, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, most of the time, they're the biggest, strongest and most physically advanced kids. And, mate, how many times have we said on this show, those kids do not very, very rarely ever make it to the top. The characteristics of great players in all team sports, selflessness, dedication, we before me, you before I, um, uh, effort, you know, resilience. It's more important to develop the characteristics, the character, the values and the attitudes than it is to reward some nine-year-old that scored 100 tries in a season. Uh, and it, look, if you're the parent of the nine-year-old, you don't want to hear that because you honestly believe your child's one step away from the All Blacks. But in the longer term, in the bigger picture, there's far more important things at stake here than how many tries they score at nine. It's about really how can you develop the characteristics and qualities that will see them be successful in any area of their life. Now, the uh, person who originally texted us last week uh, asking about this has got back in touch this morning, and a lot of our discussion has been about junior sport, and we're talking, you know, uh, under-13s, really. Um, He or she is involved, though, in rugby league uh, with players who are 16 and 17 years old. So they're getting up towards, I guess, young adulthood, if you can call it that. And uh, he or she wanted to know whether... You know what? What rationale you use around awards at the end of a season for a for a let's just say a reasonably good sixteen or seventeen year old rugby league team, and and whether stats should come into it? Is it best on field or best all around? What's your view on on once players get towards that particular age group? Well, it's interesting. The NRL, and I know because I'm on the NRL's national coach uh, coaching advisory panel, that I know that. They're shifting, and certainly other sports are as well, to what they call critical capture points. And the NRL shifting to under-17. They believe that under-17 is a point, and I'd actually say it's probably even a bit older, but you know that's a debate for another day, but their critical capture point will be under-17, so 16-year-olds, because they think that's around about the time where talent is coupled with effort and training and contribution and skill, where it's you know, those earlier years, it's just basically about uh, genetics and physiological talent, physical talent. Once you get under 17, you know, we're starting to see the effects of training and dedication and hard work and some of the other character traits. So they're looking at that. So that's what I would tend to, about that age, you start to shift towards giving awards for excellence. But at the same time, remember, 15, 16-year-olds, they're, they're peer-driven. There's so much... The influence of peers, the recognition of peers, the acknowledgement of peers is so important. I think you've really got to have peer awards at that stage having great importance. You know, who's contributed the most to the group? Who's acted the most selflessly to the group? Who's our most reliable defender? And asking the peers to have a greater role in in voting from there. I, I, I think that's, that's critically important. But, you know, that's sort of a transition point, isn't it, Piney, that under 17 where... 
You know, inevitably, I think if you're not playing the game at a reasonable level at that under 17, it, it's very, very tough to make breakthroughs after this. I, you know, I, I think you can be justified giving some awards for excellence up around that 16, under 17, but definitely not under 7. Mm, good stuff. Uh, a different topic which was uh, raised during our uh, discussion last hour and, and the caller specifically asked me to ask you this. So um, I don't mean to hit, hit you with it, Cole, but I know you're, uh, your wide-ranging uh, <laughs> brain can deal with it. Um, he was talking about his own boy who has to make weight for rugby. And when I say make weight, he has to get below a certain weight. And I think the weight uh, that he mentioned was 39 kilos and his son was was a couple of kilos above that. Um, and he was asking whether, A, that should be something that you should even be thinking about it at a, at a young age, and B, if you are, h- how do you go about doing that? Well, the second part of the question, how do you go about doing it, mate, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I would suggest very, very strongly that the family concerned, if that's an issue that is important to them and they want to pursue it, go and see a qualified sports nutritionist, sports dietitian, and get someone who really understands body weight, body mass, body composition, um, nutrient balance, and so on. That's an area that, uh, if I gave that advice over the phone, I should probably um, throw myself over the back fence because it's such a complicated area and it's so wide. The second thing I'd say, though, is don't believe... 99% 99% of what you read. Don't all of a sudden go on some weird, bizarre weight management, weight loss diet like paleo and all these different... Look, don't go and get the right advice from qualified people who can give you a, an overall perspective of what a balanced diet looks like. Don't get sucked in. Don't buy diet products. Don't buy supplements. Get Because if they're young kids, you want them to look at the balanced approach, not to look for a shortcut, which is going to send them down a path which I certainly don't recommend. In terms of the philosophy, look, the the, the reason why weight limits have been introduced uh, is a, a risk management exercise by rugby, rugby league and other codes around the world, obviously, to try and decrease the likelihood, nothing guarantees it, but decrease the likelihood of serious injury from things like head contact and collision. And I, I, I think it's only getting greater. I know that some of the codes are looking very seriously in that 15 to 16 years age group that having weight divisions of 16 years of age and 85 kilos and less. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more out about that in um, weeks, months and years to come. Yeah, well, philosophically with little kids, I think we've got to protect them. You know, performance is important. Participation is important, but safety is more important than anything else. I, I can see why they bring in the weight limits in terms of having to lose weight to get into a, a team at that age, look, yeah, I, I can't say I'd be happy about it. I can't say that I'm really comfortable with it. I understand why it's there, which is a safety issue. But if you decide that's important, the strongest recommendation, get the right advice. Well, if I was handing out awards for the Radio Sport Morning Show, I think you'd get one for, well, first of all, for participation, Wayne, because you're here every week. I think you'd get the, a participation award, but you get an MVP as well. A lot of our listeners have texted in to say how valuable uh, your contributions are, particularly today, mate. So thanks for taking the time. Any time at all, mate. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.